What is up, everybody? It yep, is Hot yep, Take Without yep, the yep, Hot yep, Take yep, here. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of Junior Senior 2 Views. It's episode start. 172. It is the 10th of December on a Sunday evening. Let's get straight into it. NFL Week 13 recap. Let's look at the game, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, the game I think that we have to look at certainly is the first game, the most exciting game, which was the Eagles getting beaten down by the 49ers, and that was... I called it. You called it. I I was watching the highlights saying he called it. My partner in crime called it. He said it was going to happen. I, I... The Eagles have been screwing around in some games against good and bad teams alike, but they come up against the probably the best team in the league right now. And I'm saying it, they're be- the 49ers are better than the Eagles. They are more complete than the Eagles. They have a better offensive system than the Eagles. And they have a much more well-rounded defense than the Eagles. Okay. All right. So, yep. Yeah. Um, look, I think a couple of things. And I know that people say, well... Eagles came off an overtime game against the Bills and looked tired. I'm sure that I'm not saying that's the only reason why the Eagles lost. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the 49ers had extra time because they played on Thanksgiving and had time uh, ten days before they played again. So they looked rested. They looked faster. Everything was happening fat quicker for the 49ers. Um, for the Eagles, it's humbling. I mean, look, I think a loss is a loss. It's considering their only loss was against the lowly Jets. On a dumb play, really, they were undefeated at home, so they needed to have this loss. Um, is this a warning shot fired in, in, in the eventuality of a, a championship rematch? You bet, because last year people can say the Eagles won, but the Eagles, the Forty Nineers didn't have any depth chart and quarterback. They lost two quarterbacks, Purdy and whoever else was behind him. I think it was Josh Who Johnson. Who knows? Who he's not even on the team anymore? But they didn't have a quarterback, so technically speaking. When you have Christian McCaffrey calling the plays at center late in the game, eh, the game's almost finished. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I did call it. I believe the 49ers have the ability to leapfrog okay. um, the Eagles in the um, in the race for that elusive number one seed. Uh, that's if the Eagles drop any of these next games. Uh, and they the 49ers hold tiebreaker. So Okay, moving on. Uh, Cowboys beat the Seahawks. I think that was going to happen anyway. Uh, they beat them 41-35. I mean, the, C- the Seahawks are frauds. They're so fraudulent, it's not even funny. They they have been really screwing up the past couple weeks. Their defense has been just letting up yards ad infinitum. And Geno, man, what the hell happened? I well, thought I mean, it, they still they still scored thirty five points. I know, but I, I think they they also don't have Kevin Walker. They're playing with injuries. Also, a lot of things going on. the most boneheaded play call of the season was called by Shane Waldron. Why did you let Micah Parsons through by design? Mm. That was so boneheaded. Mm. Micah Parsons is one of the best defenders in the league. Mm. You let him through the line by design? What? Is Shane Waldron now your new Matt Canada? You're no. No, no, no. I'll talk you about know. the Steelers in a bit. I'll oh, talk about the Steelers okay, okay, in a okay. bit. It'll be, but. it'll be, okay. All right, next one. Next game, we have the Titans who, be, who lost to the Colts, sorry, 31-28. Look, the Colts are for real. I don't know if anybody's watching them. They're one of those 7-5 and five teams that you're going, ah, would you want to face them in a, in a playoff game? I'm not sure because they seem to have everything going in certain aspects. You know, the offense is, look, say what you will about Gardner Minshew. He's a, he's a very 
serviceable backup, and he's been serviceable in his games. He makes mistakes, but he's a good backup. He knows the system because he was with Steichen in Philadelphia. Their defense I'm, is pretty good. So, hey, let's, let's, I'd be scared I, about that. I am very much like in Shane Steichen's system right now, and I think when AR comes back, Anthony Richardson, there's going to be problems for the rest of the league. Okay. Uh, the Colts are really rattling off wins right now. I uh, got a friend of mine. Uh, he's very arrogant about the Colts right now. But does he have a right to be? Kind of with what's going on. If only Jim Mersey could shut the hell up. Because I don't know if any of y'all saw on Twitter or X or whatever it's called nowadays. Jim Mersey ranting about how he was arrested because he's a, a rich white man. All right. Well, with, I don't really can he just shut up that. for Let's once? Just forget about that. As for another game. That looked like a baseball score. No, you didn't read it wrong. The Chargers beat the Patriots six to nothing. Oh. I don't know. This that was Bill Belichick, by the way, being asked, "What about the offense?" And his answer to that was, "I don't know. I don't know." And I don't blame him, honestly. He, but I do blame him for this. He has failed in drafting. His drafting acumen, even in the Tom Brady um, era, has been horrible. Mm -hmm. Like, really, 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 really bad. Like, they have not built up the offense correctly. Matt Jones is is basically done at this point. They've gone with Zappy. Bailey Zappy in. They've gone with Bailey. They've gone gone with the Zappy. The Zap man. But (laughs) their offense is so... Historically bad. All right. Like, and the Chargers, well, Ah, whatever. They're they're, 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 they're they're whatever. They're whatever. They're a whatever team. And Quentin Johnson has butterfingers, man. Okay, moving on. The Texans in a very good game. This is against a very spirited and competitive Broncos team. They beat them 22 17. And let me tell you something. I will say this about Texans, right? Despite their their surprising record. I think, look, C.J. Shroud's going to be Rookie of the Year, no doubt. Uh-huh. But he's getting a little sloppy now. He's starting to be a bit of a risky risk-taker with tight passes. He had an interception in this game. I think he almost had two. Um, Russell Wilson threw his fair share of interceptions. Well, look, C.J. Kind of look, C.J. Shroud's a rookie. Like any rookie, he's, he's still finding his feet. Um, I believe he's going to be elite very, very soon. He might well be top ten already. But he's gonna he's still finding his feet. Just let it go. And I think the Texans are really building something nice. And Will Anderson looks like a a great piece for them for the future. He was wrecking, wrecking shit this game okay. against the Broncos. All right, so I stand corrected. C.J. Stroud didn't throw an interception. Russell Wilson threw three. Uh, the Broncos played tough, but they're not tough enough that the turnovers was what killed them, obviously. Um, you know, they stay, they remain sort of at 500 at this point. Um, I still say that they're they're going to be a tough out if they make the playoffs. I still give them a chance. To make I the don't playoffs. know if they make the playoffs. I'll give them credit for the run they've gone on, but I don't know. I think the the stuff in the beginning of the season has sunk them. Okay, and it, it, it's it is disappointing because I truly think this team could be something special down okay. the line. But All right. So the Cardinals beat the Steelers twenty four ten. This is one game. Oh, Pittsburgh. it gets worse. It gets worse because yeah, Kenny course. Pickett it got gets, injured. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and your your, Beth, your BFF came in, and he was bad. He was so Trubisky was so horrible. B- Pittsburgh, stop doing this. Stop playing down to competition. 
I've said it once, I've said it, I'll say it again. The Steelers continually lose to teams they should have beat handily. And this loss, and another loss we'll talk about in a bit, has basically sunk them. Yeah. This is it. Okay. Like, they are, like, what happened? All right, so let's move forward. We'll talk about that. The Commanders beat the Dolphins. I mean, no, sorry. I stand corrected. In a in a bizarro world that would happen, as expected, the Dolphins whooped all over the Commanders. Look, the Dolphins are not a contender in my in my opinion. They're a pretender because they beat up on the teams they're supposed to beat, but can't beat teams over five hundred. So the jury's still out for me and the Dolphins. They were yeah. supposed to beat the Commanders. As far as the Commanders go, I'd say by all accounts, Ron Rivera's out. I yes. don't think I don't think he's staying with this new ownership group. I think he's out at the end of the season. But we'll wait and see. Okay, next. Yes. The Buccaneers beat the Panthers. Nothing to see there. Who cares? Uh, no, neither team's going to the playoffs. So what? Yeah. <laughs> um, the Rams. Look, the Rams. They still have life. The Rams are six and six. They're still in it. They beat the Browns, who definitely needed this win. They had Old Man Joe. Browns had Old Man Joe. Much of the chagrin of Ravens fans. Joe Flacco. You know, it must be a system thing. He threw in his arm punch with the Jets. He didn't do anything. Suddenly. With the Browns, how did Joe? How, how did Joe go? Went pretty well. He went very well. Um, you know, he, he threw for over three hundred yards. The the Browns defense got gashed though, and that's kind of surprising because I I thought they were going to do well even with a hobbled Miles Garrett. Sorry, he threw for two fifty for two fifty four, but threw a very crucial interception. That was an arm punt, yeah, by the was, way. That was bad. That was a horrible interception. Okay, next game, Packers. We know that. We already talked about the Packers and Chiefs last week. Finally, to end off week 13, yes, uh, the Jaguars having a stunning loss on many levels at home. This is Monday night. Yep. You know, the fans are G'd up. It's Jacksonville. It's the third team in Florida that people go, what? But now have a little respectability, having won the division last year, losing to the Bengals and this quarterback who I have to look for. The quarterback's Jake name is Jay Browning. Jake Browning. Jake Browning went off, threw for nearly 400 yards, um, really was making crucial passes in very important third downs. Yeah. Uh, the Jaguars couldn't seem to stop it. Trevor Lawrence gets hurt later in the game. This is going to be That's a very interesting uh, couple of weeks. I think he's out for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah. They're going to have to luckily, rely on lu- C.J. Beathard. Luckily, it's only a high ankle sprain, but mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be troubled waters. Um, keep staying afloat without T-Law. Right. And the thing, you got, you got the Colts in your division a game behind. So this is the issue. Like here, right now, the Jaguars, you should be thinking about if they won 9-4, and four, they're in control of at least a home playoff game winning division. Yeah, so now they, they, things get they, dicey. They won a game at TI TIAA Bank Bank Stadium. They yeah. won it, yeah. but without T Law, I don't know if they get it. They're probably going to end up being plunged into the depths of of AFC wild card. Wild card we'll see. Contention. Okay. Lastly, I forgot to mention the Jets lost to the Falcons, but who cares? Zach Wilson is going to be a starter, so let's leave that there. Oh, okay. Week fourteen. Uh, we know that we talked about the Steelers once. We'll talk about the Steelers again. They lose to the Patriots, the same team that we just played, folks, where Bill Bill Belichick said, I don't know what's with the offense, but they scored 21 points, and they beat the Steelers 21, get out of here, to 18. Are you kidding? I think... Are you for real? (laughs) 
Bailey Zappi. Who, who knew? Who knew? Uh, it's Bailey Zappi, Tom Brady. He threw three I, touchdowns. I truly think it has to be the end of the Tomlin era. I really do. Really? I oh, Look, well, I have I a lot of respect. Hold on. I'm never going to say on. that. I have a lot of respect for Mike Tomlin. He can coach, but his foibles have been exposed the past couple of years. He has kept assistants around way too long. His He promoted Matt Canada to offensive coordinator. He kept Matt Canada around too long. He has cultivated this locker room, which plays down to competition constantly. And look, that was a problem even before... Uh, Tomlin. That goes back to the days of Cower and Null. Mm-hmm. The Steelers constantly played down to inferior competition, but he hasn't helped matters. They've constantly looked past their opponent. He does not know what to do without a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the defense looks this bad. He's supposed to be a defensive guy, and it looks this bad. Yeah, they don't have any inside linebackers, but you can't just rely on the defense making splash plays constantly to win football games. That's not sustainable. That's not sustainable. So I think it I think it has to be an end to the Tomlin era, but okay. I don't think Art Rooney II is going to make any changes because he wants to be his dad so badly. No, I just think it's old school. You don't have those family-owned teams anymore. You got Rooney and you got the Maris. That's kind of it. And McCaskies. Okay, McCaskies. Rooney, Rooney, Rooney. Mara McCaskies. I don't know how many other family-owned teams there are out there. Old school. The Johnsons. Okay, so there's a handful of old schools, but they won't. They don't like change. The Steelers don't like change. I think that they shouldn't have. Lost, they obviously, shouldn't have lost this game. So you don't know. The Steelers are Jekyll and Hyde. All right, let's move on. They're they're a ridiculously bad football team. Okay, let's move on to Week 14. Jets and Texans. I'm going to give the Texans this one, even though it's at MetLife, and even though Zach Wilson is getting a fifth. Fifteen thousandth chance to start he again. Did. And the funniest thing, he he was reluctant. Of course he, he was. was reluctant. When you is at MetLife, he's gonna get killed. He's going to be slayed alive. I hope he has a lot of security around him because the Jets are dreadful. I don't care who's in there. All right, you had Tim Boyle, Boyle and Moyle. You had Trevor Simeon. Oh my lord! And now you have back to Zach Wilson. So Zach Wilson was the third. Honestly, string. he might be better, better than the other options. What available. a disaster! Okay, <laughs> moving uh, on. Give me the Texans. Moving on. Okay, Ravens and the Rams. Now they're going to be in Baltimore. I think Ravens get this. I don't think the Rams have a chance. Uh, I'm just thinking that Stafford's going to get smacked around. I think this might be a trap game for the Ravens. Really? I don't. But think I don't think I think they'll pull off the win, but they'll look extremely sus doing it. I don't think so. I, honestly, they've. They like to play with their fans. They really do. All right. Um, I think this might be a, you say a Rams, trap. I say line. Ravens. Okay. Next. No, I say Ravens as well. But I think this might be a lot closer than you think. Okay. Next one. The next game is going to be at New Orleans. The Saints, who are under five hundred, are definitely fading out versus the hapless Panthers. I'm going to give the Saints this one. I'll give it even if even if Derek Carr's injured. You're going to have Taysom Hill in there. You're going to have. Jameis, no, Jameis gonna, gets a chance to dust himself off. It's going to be Jameis. They're going to win. They're going to win. If Jameis throws, even five interceptions are going to win. Okay. Yeah, give me give Bengals me and Colts. This is at Paul hey, Brown Stadium. You're not going to ask me for my prediction? Oh, sorry. Give sorry me the Saints. That. I'll give you the Saints. Okay, I'll give you the Saints. Sorry about that. The Bengals and Colts. This is at Paul Paul Brown Stadium. Yeah. I'm giving the Colts on this one. I, I look, I, I look. that Browning kid's good. He needs some nice passes. I'm I'm just feeling the Colts on this one. I feel like the Colts see an opportunity. They smell blood in the water. They're basically a game behind Jacksonville. 
They win this one. They're tied. I'm going to give this one to the Well, Colts. both teams need this win. Both of them need it badly. Well, so, does, so does Cincinnati. We know yeah, that. both teams need this win. So it's going to be an interesting game. What say you? <sighs> give me the Colts. Okay. I think their D-line is pretty good. Okay. I think the DeForest Buckner gets probably a good amount of pressures on Jake Browning this game. Okay. Falcons and Buccaneers. I know this is a couple teams that are fighting. Oh for, my god! I mean, this is going to be another oh NFC my, South oh my god. situation where, where teams going to end up under five hundred win division. The, I'm going to say the Falcons. The, I don't think the Falcons are that much better. I think the Buccaneers are that much better. I'm going to say the Falcons for this. The one. Falcons have put all of their eggs into the luck basket this year. That's how they've gotten to this point. That's how Arthur Smith has gotten to this point while not utilizing his elite talents like Kyle Pitts or oh, Bijan okay. Robinson. All right. What do you, what's um, yeah, give me the Falcons. This is such a such a nothing game. It's it's such a bad division. Mm. The NFC South sucks. Maybe they should just realign it. Do it all. Yeah, so realign the division. Do it again. Well, that means you realign everything. All right, we'll just say. Okay, Browns and Jaguars. This is at Cleveland. I don't know. I'm gonna say Cleveland. I think Cleveland got smacked around last week. I think that Joe Flacco second weekend he'll be a little more comfortable. They're a lot more comfortable again this week. They have backup C.J. Beathard, a, per, a perennial backup for Jacksonville. They're going to be missing Lawrence for a couple weeks. This is where the season gets iffy for Jacksonville. I could see them losing this game. I think the Browns are going to win this one. I really Not could. big time, but they'll win this one. Honestly, I think the Browns win as well. Okay. Um, just because uh, Jacksonville's really looking sus lately. I think um, maybe they they come up against... If Garrett's healthy, yeah. I think he eats, honestly. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, Bears and Lions. Now they this is I believe the second time they met in the last couple weeks is at Soldier Field. I'm gonna say the Lions win this one. They come off a big week in New Orleans. I think they're gonna win this one. I, I, the Bears season is just basically just trying to finish with pride, but I don't see them winning this game. Yeah, um, this is an interesting one. I, I would and normally I would say this is a trap game for the Lions considering their propensity to give up yards and just be a bad defensive unit all around. But uh, the Bears are hapless. They're directionless. Give me Detroit. Okay. 49ers and Seahawks in San Francisco. In, in Santa Clara. Sorry. Not San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the Niners for this one. Give I mean, me the I, Niners I, as well. I think, the, I think Seattle's got way too many injuries. And I, think too many this is it. I think this is it for Seattle. Yeah. I think they start falling now. Okay. Great. Next one. Raiders and Vikings, Justin Jefferson, as a footnote, is back. He is coming back to play. That's going to give Josh Dobbs the the astronaut. I don't know about that. I think the the shines come off of him. But I think they're going to win this because the Raiders aren't very good. The Vikings win this. Yeah, give me the Vikings. Uh, The Raiders are just not a good football team at all. Yep. They're trying to clean up the stench that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler left. They are just trying to keep their heads above water, okay. try to finish with some type of respectability, but, you know, give me the Vikings. Vikings. Okay, Chargers and Broncos. This is at SoFi. I have no faith in the Chargers whatsoever. They should not feel comforted winning 6-0 against the Patriots last week. Um, I think that Denver's going to want to seek some comeback on this. They lost not by much against uh, Texas last week. I think Denver. I think Denver's just playing with a lot more confidence than than the Chargers. Also, the Char- the Chargers roster is horrible. Yeah, the Chargers roster is so shallow. Everything is on Justin Herbert, which poor. 
honestly, somewhere Dan Fouts, Philip Rivers must be getting phantom pain mm-hmm. from watching Justin Herbert be have to carry this franchise okay. because they had to... potentially Drew Brees if Drew Brees stuck around long enough. Yeah, yeah, but okay. yeah. I have no faith in the Chargers either. I have no faith in Brandon Staley's unit. And he's going to be calling the defense, which is just should just send shivers down the spines of any Los Angeles Chargers fan. If there are all five of them. They're never All all five of them. Okay. okay. So, you know. Okay, next. Okay, a couple of really good games that are coming up. Chippers. These, These are sort of defining moments right here. Yes. So the first one, the Bills will travel into Kansas City. Take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs obviously came off of a loss last week. The Bills, they I believe, had a week off last week, so they had a bye. So they're coming back. Um, this is a very interesting game. The Chiefs need this, but I think the Bills need it more. I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that the Bills steal this one. Wow, they kind of need it. To stay in the playoffs, they really do. At 6-6, six and six, they really need this. I know the Chiefs need it too, but this isn't the same Chiefs team. And, I'm, I, you know, this is not a team that's going to be holding home court. They're going to have to go on the road and win, and I think the road's going to be a hell of a lot harder this season to get to the Super Bowl for them. Yeah, um, but we're not looking to January. We're looking right now. Well, I'm still looking. So, at this point, I'm going to say the Bills win this one. It's going to be good, but I think the Bills win this one. <sighs> yeah. Kansas City, they the problem is pretty clear. Uh, it's Matt me. Nagy. Come on, you know you want to say it. I was not going to say Matt Nagy what? actually. Matt Nagy should be right below. I said right below uh, Matt Canada. There's uh, another Matt. You gotta get rid of the Matt. I was Come about on. to say Matt it's Canada, been their it's been their suspect wideout play all oh, year long. Okay. It's me. I am the problem. It's me. Taylor Swift vibes because. Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and Marcus Valdez Scantling have been terrible this year. Okay. They desperately miss Tyree Kill, and poor Kelsey is doing everything oh, on offense. So who you say that? We, we, um, I think Kansas City maybe escapes with it because I just do not trust the Bills, especially okay. with their depleted defense, okay. especially the stuff that's gone on with with Von Miller. I don't okay. trust right. it. Okay, next, the Cowboys will be hosting the Eagles. That's on Monday night. That's going to be tomorrow. Sorry, not Monday night football. Um, I'm going to say the Cowboys should hold serve on this and pull out the victory. Oh, okay. Um, that's a bold statement. That'll tie them. So they need the, the Cowboys to win. They need to win this game in order to hold to have a tie at the same exact yes. record at the end of the day. Um, I don't know. I think that the Eagles got a bit of a wake-up call. They, they basically signed another linebacker. They always seem to poach these guys. This is a guy who was dropped by the Colts, has been picked up by the Eagles. Their defense, oh, Darius Leonard. Their defense is, Dar- Dar- yeah, Leonard. The defense is, is not good. It's not as good as it should be. So it's not about the offense. It's about defense. I think that the Cowboys are playing with confidence. Yes, you could say they, they themselves have had, I think, a, a bye week as well. They've had time off ever since playing Thanksgiving. They rolled the commanders. I'm going to say the Cowboys. Not It's going to be competitive. It won't be a blowout. It'll be close, but I think the Cowboys hold home court, hold home field, and win this one. Normally, logic would say for me to take the Cowboys on this because the Eagles have looked sus lately. But with the Cowboys, you don't use logic because they are illogical. They're an illogical franchise. They, just like Stephen A. Smith says, what can go wrong will go wrong. 
and I hate to use old memes here, but give me the Eagles on this. They have a golden opportunity to do something. Mm-hmm. As soon as you put golden opportunities on the Cowboys franchise, what happens? Okay. They fall. Okay, next. The Giants, our team, they've had a week off, so they've had a week to prepare. They they will be at home against the Packers. The Packers are playing confidently. I think the Pack there's a lot of people throwing dirt in the Packers, me and myself included. Mm-hmm. But the Giants, look, they look. They Whatever. Play, they, look, it's about point, draft decision at this point. Right, but it's also about playing the game. So I'm going to say the Giants will keep it close, but I'm going to say the Packers win. It's about draft position at this point. They're not tanking, so let's make it very Yes, clear. but they're 4-8. and eight. They're looking at the draft. They're seven, they're, they currently hold the 7th overall pick. Just give me give me the Packers. It's it's about draft position at this point for the Giants. They know their season is done. Yeah. There's no way they're making the playoffs. No, we know that. Okay, lastly, for week 14, the Dolphins and the Titans. Come on, this will be another Tecmo Bowl. Oh, the, Titan, the Titans are the Titans are such a just a really directionless team right now. Uh, the Dolphins are going to beat up on them because they're a bad team. Yeah. Give me the Finns. Okay, so that's week 14 done. We're going to do a little word up now. Uh-huh. Okay. It's blank that Roger Goodell wants to eliminate the Eagles' tush-push. It's asinine. It's asinine because it makes no sense why you would want to remove it because the only reason the Eagles are good at it is because they have the personnel to pull it off. I mean, yes, a Scottish rugby coach instituted it and said... You have an you have the personnel to get it done. An organized mass, you push it. No other team can do anything about it. Other teams have tried to run it, and they can't do it the way the the Eagles do because they don't have Mylotta, they don't have Lane Johnson, they don't have Jason Kelsey, they don't have an incredible offensive line that constantly is a blanket shield for Jalen Hurts. Okay, I'm gonna say Meddlesome. Just because of the fact that it's not just the Eagles who've done it, Jordan Love and the, I mean Jordan Love and the Packers did it against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and then even the announcer said they're doing the Love shove. So it's a short yardage move. It's like a goal line stance, or it's a fourth and one. How many teams you see doing that on first and ten? Zero, right? So just let sleeping dogs lie. Okay, this is the evolution of football. I'm just saying. Right back in the day when I was young, you didn't see wide receivers or running backs, you know, the whistle would blow right then and there when a player touched them. Now, you got groups of players pushing each other across further yardage before it's even called. That's change. So you let this go. I mean, they let it go. other teams don't have the personnel to pull this off. Let it Simple go. as that. It's not, all, it's not done all the time. There's more and more teams going for fourth downs now than ever. So if they're going to do it, let them do it. Okay, next one. Yeah, Inter Miami. Inter Miami to sign Luis Suarez would be blank. Interesting. Uh, Suarez is still a capable striker. He's he's certainly no no scrub nowadays, but he is getting a bit long in the tooth. Uh, obviously, it's a move to appease Messi because obviously Suarez was his um, was on his right hand side at is no his his left hand side at Barcelona when Messi was on the right wing and Suarez was the natural striker mm-hmm. so i it's a move to appease Messi it's an interesting move does it does it move the needle from into Miami i guess so uh, you get another big name who's still pretty pretty serviceable and yeah i think it's i think it's cool uh it would be calculated 
I think that it's 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 similar to what's happened with the MLS over the years with someone like Beckham going to LA Galaxy or Ibrahimovic going to LA Galaxy, you know, bring along some friends. It's Messi's team, as you said. He's going to say, hey, guys, I got these guys who want to play. I played with this guy, Luis Suarez. He's pretty good. And this is where it's a retirement village. It's perfect. It's Miami. It's Florida. It's, it's the place you go to die. It's where players slow down and they kind of finish it's, up their it's, career. It's, still a, isn't it? it's, it's becoming a better league, though. It's, becoming, it's where those guys go yes, to Yes, but it's also becoming a better, more competitive league mm-hmm. with quality talent. And the fact that they brought in Messi, who's still the best player in the world, by the way, mm-hmm. is... Just it raises the league's credibility, okay. and it yes it it I don't think it's considered to be a retirement home anymore. Yes, the old guys are going over there to make there. a little bit of bank. Why not? But the league has become more competitive. Okay. Right. There are good players in the MLS. All right, question for you, Tim, for me is: Agree with Charles Barkley that the Celtics will win it all this season? Uh, so I, I just think, want to play an excerpt from Chuck very quickly. I'm still not sold on Timberwolves. That's just my personal opinion. But I will say this. But how sold are you on the Boston Celtics? The Celtics don't win a championship. So I think Charles has been wrong before. We know this because a few couple seasons back, he said that because he lives in Phoenix and he played for Phoenix, that the Phoenix Suns were going to win it. And, of course, they didn't win it. They came up short. But how, how, how confident are you? In his statements that the Celtics will win it all. I think it's too early to tell. It's too early to tell who's going to be champion. It's way too early. You still got teams like the Nuggets kicking around. You've got, obviously, the Timberwolves are looking pretty good this year. The Magic have surprised everybody. Hmm. I mean, the Pacers are surprised. The Wizards have surprised no one. (laughs) (laughs) The The Pistons have surprised no one. The Pacers are surprising teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, it's too early to tell at this point in time. It is too early to tell. So I I disagree with not not the pick, but more the idea of picking a champion right now. Okay. So last season, even the season before that, when Boston lost to Golden State uh, in the finals last year, by all accounts, everybody thought Boston was going to win. They beat Milwaukee. They faced a Miami team, and they totally... And they, and they they got by Philly, but then they face a Miami team and then lose. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I'll say about the Celtics, having watched the Knicks lose <laughs> very soundly, is they need threes. They're a three-point shooting team. They space the floor extremely well. Uh, every one of the guys on the court at one time can shoot, whether it's Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, White. Whoever's out there is going to hit threes. And that's how they that's how they get points. That's how they win games. They need the three pointer three point shot to be working for them. They're a really good team. I'm with you. It's it's still early. And my thing is Porzingis. He was a big pick big pickup off off season. Injuries are something that plagues him. He got injured earlier. He got back. He you know it, it, he needs to stay healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy and get something worse happens, then I don't, I'm not sure. But I'd say by all accounts, when the dust settles. If I were to be a betting man, I'd say by the dust settling, you'd expect Boston to be the number one seed going into the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Still have the same or different opinion towards the NBA in-season tournament. It's wrapped up. It's wrapped up. We know the Lakers won. Same. 
Because because it, it, it took me an understanding to figure out what was all this about. What was all this? And then LeBron was saying things in press conferences about it's all about the five hundred. Oh yeah, that's right. The five hundred thousand dollars that each player gets if they were to win. Now the runner-ups were the Pacers, but they they didn't go home empty-handed. They got two hundred thousand dollars. Tyrese got got a chance to shine. He look, got a I, chance look, to I will, shine. Look, look, if you want to talk about some of the little. Asterisks that you can find in the in this in the in this in season. Okay, fine. The Pacers got a little more exposure, right? Because Tyrese Halliburton's a really good player, and outside of Indiana, I don't think anybody really knows the guy. But really, at the end of the day, first of all, reports are the Lakers are not going to hang that banner up at all when it comes to the in season tournament. Why would they? And look, I get it. It's all about money. So it was all about money to the players, and it so, was all about money for the NBA. Yeah, great. But at the end of the day. They're going to need to rethink this because if, if I'm LeBron, yep, it's another feather in the bow, right? Another sort of thing he can say, look, that's me. I, I've pretty much co- covered every record there is cover. I own the, I, I'm number one in points now. I'm well over 30, you know, 39 and counting. I passed or passed Kareem. I'm still going to be playing for a couple more years. So, you know, who's going to catch me? All these other things, right? For me, it's about what's next now. If you're doing a new next season, you got to think of something better. Something that's an incentive for the team. I don't know how it's going to work. Well, I don't know. Just, I just think it's a I, joke. I don't think... I. My opinion is slightly changed on it. Just slightly. I still think it's... Obviously, we know what the NBA's directive was with this, with this in-season tournament. Was to get more eyes on the regular season. To get more interest in it. To get more hype in it. Did they succeed in that directive? Absolutely, they did. So I think that will give them an impetus to bring it back. I think it was more successful than people, including myself, thought. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. There is no... uh, But I don't think the NBA really cares about whether it matters or not. It's more about, you know, it's it's a fun thing in the regular season that we want to get people's eyes on. It gets players more exposure it gets teams more exposure and it gets more eyes and ears on the nba regular season which has struggled for the past couple of seasons now so i think the nba will bring it back because it's gotten more ratings and people on it okay a few names jalen hoods scafino colin casterson maxwell lewis demoy hodge and alex fudge these guys at the bottom of the roster, they wouldn't have even put a single foot on the court, and they walk away with a little more money in their pocket. So that's good for them. Outside of that, I don't know. So, like I said, I agree with you that there was some, probably some successes, and fans like the excitement of it, but for the players, obviously, they're going to play for the money, and, you know, LeBron brought it home for the team, everybody gets a little richer in the pocket. They'll get, they get a medal. They get Whoopee! a medal. They were wearing a medal. They got it from, yeah, a medal, big deal. But, you, you know, that's the NBA's directive. They succeeded at such directive. Yeah. And people got interested in it. All I right. was looking on social media. It was nothing but positivity, okay. which is a rarity for NBA social media. So the NBA will most likely bring it back next season. I would not be averse to them doing that, okay. honestly. All right. We'll break this up into bits, right? Bigger offseason moves so far. Juan Soto or Shohei Otani? Shohei Otani. Yeah, I mean it's it's nothing to think about. I mean, look, the Juan Soto trade, it's a good trade for the Yankees. I think it moves the needle for them. 
you get some power in that lineup, which was yes, they they are a power heavy lineup, but they needed a guy who gets on and Juan Soto gets on as as good as anybody in in the game right now. So I think it's a good trade, and I think it was a good trade for the Padres. They got a really nice return back, Michael King, a major leaguer, and he's going to slot right into your starting line, starting um, pitching lineup or rotation rather. And you get some fantastic prospects back. But Shohei Otani, ten years, seven hundred million dollars, seventy million dollars per. Most likely, he won't be getting all of that. Um, as per a source close to him, he, he had the idea of putting in deferrals so the Dodgers um, lessen their competitive balance tax hit so they can build a better team around him. But obviously, it's the bigger move because the Dodgers will make that money back through sponsorships from Japanese country, from the from Japan, from eyes just on Japan, from Japan. I mean, if you look at the Angels... They had a huge, huge TV deal with NHK Japan, who had a camera on Shohei Otani constantly every game, and it wasn't focusing on anything else at at the game, just Shohei. And the team, the Dodgers, will see a massive increase in revenue. And there was there was a video that I really watched from Baseball Doesn't Exist, who said, and the video was why Shohei Otani is worth. Um, $700 million without playing and it does a great job of breaking down some sources from economists that estimate how much money Shohei Otani's presence on a franchise brings in so I think it's a really big move for the Dodgers not just on the field obviously on the field you put him with Freeman and Betts you have yourself a, a, a team he'll probably he might pitch in 2025 you have yourself a ridiculous roster and it puts you in contention for a World Series but off the field even better. Okay. My turn. All right. I'll start with with Juan Soto. Uh, as a Met fan, I've been lo- I've been sort of trained to hate the Yankees, and that's okay because I, you know. It, it, but it's something that's of note. Um, as far as Juan Soto goes, this is exactly the guy that needed to be on that roster. A guy with, with looking at Yankee Stadium, knowing the dimensions, knowing all year they were crying out for left-handed help. Now Anthony Rizzo was obviously injured, so he didn't give him that. So now with Juan Soto, you have a guy who's going to, first of all, he's in his last year. So now he's basically playing for a long-term contract, which if all works well, the Yankees will be the first in line. It's New York. Why wouldn't you? Okay? So that's the thing. It's important. The the heat is squarely now on Aaron Boone to get it right because the Yankees haven't been to the World Series since 2009. And And it's on Brian Cashman. All right. So it's been a long time. So that that that's it for that. As far as the Shohei Otani thing, the rumors had it about you know <laughs> the Angels being the ones being involved in the you know, forget the Angels or forget the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. I doubt that. That's not Shohei's a business guy first and foremost. He was gonna stay in the West Coast. Obviously, the Giants weren't anywhere near what he wanted. Good for him. I don't believe that it's. I don't believe that it's going to make the Dodgers better because the Dodgers had bigger problems besides just the hitting. Because Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts disappeared in playoffs. They were nowhere to be found. The pitching was disastrous. So now you don't have him pitching. You don't actually have him playing anywhere except being a DH. That's why he's going to be a D- next year as a DH. Because he right now is still recovering. 
So I don't know if this is going to help the Dodgers, who by all cases, people will say, hey, they won, they won in a shortened season. They won the, Super Bowl, the World Series in a shortened season, haven't won since. So they were desperate to make a move. It's not surprising that they did make a move. It's the Dodgers. They have boatloads of money. My Going back to the Yankees for a second, it's a race for Yamamoto. So who's going to get him? The Yankees and the Mets. And I'll, I'll stay tuned for that because that's going to be something also, very important. Also, another big Japanese pitcher just um, requested to his Japanese team to be posted. Roki Sasaki, who lit up the World Baseball Classic like a Christmas tree. Yeah. And he's the best pitcher in Japan. Their other teams will be competing for his signature as well. Okay, we're coming to the end of our show. A couple happy birthdays. Happy birthday, Christian Yelich, turning 32. Now, look, he had a bit of a down season. This is a guy who got a massive contract. Honestly, he Im- compared to the two seasons previous to right. this one, he improved. Especially with the back injuries that he's had. He was an absolute treat to watch in 2018 and 19, but... Back injuries for baseball players are just really horrible to to replace your production with. Yeah, look, I'll say yeah, he did look. He had 19 home runs as opposed to the previous years where he had more than that, well more than 19 home runs, upper uppers of 30s and more. Yeah. So that look, you know, that's where I'm looking at. Uh, happy birthday to Christian Yelich, belated. Happy belated birthday to Giannis Antetokounmpo, turning 29. Obviously, you know, the Bucks are starting to get it together. They destroyed the Knicks the other day in the actual preliminary in-season tournament. Like, the Knicks hadn't given up 146 points in, like, 40-odd uh, years. Uh, him and Dame are getting together. I think things are starting to click. Uh, by all accounts, most people believe that Bucks will be at least right up there in the second second seed by the end of the season for the East. So, happy birthday to him. Yep. Happy belated birthday to George Foster, 75 years old. He, of course, of the Big Red Machine, his best years with the Reds in their two-time um, championship-winning years of 76. It was 76. They won in 76, and they won in 75. There you go, 75, 76. And lastly, happy belated birthday to Blake Snell, turning 31. He is the now the NL Cy Young Award winner and a free agent to be with the Padres, Mets fans, Mets management should be looking at a number one starter, and that's the guy I'd be looking at. Yeah. Also, they're, lo- they're still looking at Yamamoto and potentially Sasaki. Okay. Congratulations to Jaden Williams, who wins the Heisman Trophy. Only the second player from LSU to win. Who's yeah, the other player? Burrow. Joe Burrow. So, congratulations. At, and lastly, at or around this day, 2011, a three-team trade between the Lakers, Rockets, and Hornets was stopped by the NBA. It would have yep. sent Chris Paul to the Lakers. Uh, also, what would have happened is Paul Gasol would have gone to the Rockets. And Lamar Odom, Kevin Kevin Martin, Louis Scola, and Goran Dragic and the number one first-round pick would have gone to the Charlotte, well, I'm sorry, New Orleans Hornets, sorry. This trade has always been one of the most, this veto trade, hmm. rather, has always been one of the most fascinating moments in NBA history for me because... It's been one of the most conspiratorial for me because the NBA vetoed the decision by themselves. Um, you had David Stern saying, oh, he was acting, he, the owners wanted it vetoed, but he was acting as the owner's rep. What? He was acting on his own volition. What NBA, I, I still don't know why they did that. I still don't know. I still. I still don't, it still doesn't make any sense to me. And he helped 
the the hideous Donald Sterling build one of the more premier franchises in the NBA because the Clippers directly increased in value since that the Chris Paul trade when they traded for him, which ended up being valid. Okay, all right. So we're coming. We're finished with our show. Yep. Uh, if you're coming from any other platform, welcome. welcome. We do this once a week. Uh, of course, feel free to send an email because we haven't seen one at junior senior two views all lowercase at gmail.com. Again, that's junior senior two views at uh, at gmail.com all lowercase. And feel free to check out our entire catalog of shows. Next week we'll be back with a lot more basketball, some more hot stove, maybe a little hockey. I don't know. We'll see what hockey does. Hockey's still a bit boring at the moment. Um, we'll be into week 15 by that point. Yep. We'll, do, we'll, see, we'll look at week 14 and then make our predictions for week 15. So stick around. Ciao. Bye.